Chapter 7, Section 4 of A Practical View of the Prevailing Religious System by William Wilberforce. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Lillis. Chapter 7, Section 4 Advice Suggested by the State of the Times to True Christians. To those who really deserve the appellation of true Christian, much has been said incidentally in the course of the present work. It has been maintained, and the proposition will not be disputed by any sound or experienced politician, that they are always most important members of the community. But we may boldly assert that there never was a period wherein, more justly than in the present, this could be affirmed of them. Whether the situation in all its circumstances of our own country be attentively considered, or the general state of society in Europe, let them on their part seriously weigh the important station which they fill, and the various duties which it now peculiarly enforces on them. If we consult the most intelligent accounts of foreign countries which have been recently published and compare them with the reports of former travellers, we must be convinced that religion and the standards of morals are everywhere declining, abroad even more rapidly than in our own country. But still the progress of irreligion and the decay of morals at home are such as to alarm every considerate mind, and to forebode the worst consequences unless some remedy can be applied to the growing evil. We can depend only upon true Christians for effecting in any degree this important service. Their system, as was formerly stated, is that of our national church, and in proportion, therefore, as their system prevails, or as it increases in respect and estimation, from the manifest good conduct of its followers, in that very proportion the church is strengthened in the foundations on which it alone can be much longer supported, the esteem and attachment of its members, and of the nation at large. Zeal is required in the cause of religion they only can feel it. The charge of singularity must be incurred, they only will dare to encounter it. Uniformity of conduct and perseverance in exertion will be requisite. Among no others can we look for these qualities. Let true Christians, then, with becoming earnestness, strive in all things to recommend their profession and to put to silence the vain scoffs of ignorant objectors. Let them boldly assert the cause of Christ in an age when so many who bear the name of Christians are ashamed of him, and let them consider as devolved on them the important duty of suspending for a while the fall of their country, and perhaps of performing a still more extensive service to society at large, not by busy interference in politics, in which it cannot but be confessed that there is much uncertainty, but rather by that sure and radical benefit of restoring the influence of religion, and of raising the standard of morality." let them be active useful generous towards others manifestly moderate and self-denying in themselves let them be ashamed of idleness as they would be of the most acknowledged sin when providence blesses them with affluence let them withdraw from the competition of vanity and without sordidness or absurdity show by their modest demeanour and by their retiring from display that without affecting singularity they are not slaves to fashion that they consider it as their duty to set an example of moderation and sobriety, and to reserve for nobler and more disinterested purposes that money which others selfishly waste in parade and dress and equipage. Let them evince, in short, a manifest moderation in all temporal things, as becomes those whose affections are set on higher objects than any which this world affords, and who possess within their own bosoms a fund of satisfaction and comfort, which the world seeks in vanity and dissipation." Let them cultivate a Catholic spirit of universal goodwill, and of amicable fellowship towards all those of whatever sect or denomination, who, differing from them in non-essentials, agree with them in the grand fundamentals of religion. Let them countenance men of real piety wherever they are found, and encourage in others every attempt to repress the progress of vice, and to revive and diffuse the influence of religion and virtue. 
let their earnest prayers be constantly offered that such endeavours may be successful and that the abused long-suffering of god may still continue to us the invaluable privilege of vital christianity let them pray continually for their country in this season of national difficulty we bear upon us but too plainly the marks of a declining empire who can say but that the governor of the universe who declares himself to be a god who hears the prayers of his servants may in answer to their intercessions for a while avert our ruin and continue to us the fullness of those temporal blessings which in such abundant measure we have hitherto enjoyed footnote see some exquisitely beautiful lines in the last book of cowper's task wherein this sentiment is introduced End footnote men of the world indeed however they may admit the natural operation of natural causes and may therefore confess the effects of religion and morality in promoting the well-being of the community may yet according to their humour with a smile of complacent piety or a sneer of supercilious contempt read of the service which real christians may render to their country by conciliating the favour and calling down the blessing of providence it may appear in their eyes an instance of the same superstitious weakness as that which prompts the terrified inhabitant of sicily to bring for the image of his tutelar saint in order to stop the destructive ravages of etna we are however sure if we believe the scripture that god will be disposed to favour the nation to which his servants belong and that in fact such as they have often been the unknown and unhonoured instruments of drawing down on their country the blessings of safety and prosperity but it would be an instance in myself of that very false shame which i have condemned in others if i were not boldly to avow my firm persuasion that to the decline of religion and morality our national difficulties must both directly and indirectly be chiefly ascribed and that my only solid hopes for the well-being of my country depend not so much on her fleets and armies not so much on the wisdom of her rulers or the spirit of her people as on the persuasion that she still contains many who in a degenerate age love and obey the gospel of christ on the humble trust that the intercession of these may still be prevalent that for the sake of these heaven may still look upon us with an eye of favour let the prayers of the christian reader be also offered up for the success of this feeble endeavour in the service of true religion god can give effect to the weakest effort and the writer will feel himself too much honoured if by that which he has now been making but a single fellow-creature should be awakened from a false security or a single christian who deserves the name be animated to more extensive usefulness he may seem to have assumed to himself a task which he was ill-qualified to execute. He fears he may be reproached with arrogance and presumption for taking upon him the office of a teacher. Yet, as he formally suggested, it cannot be denied that it belongs to his public situation to investigate the state of the national religion and morals, and that it is the part of a real patriot to endeavour to retard their decline and promote their revival but if the office in which he has been engaged were less intimately connected with the duties of his particular station the candid and the liberal mind would not be indisposed to pardon him let him be allowed to offer in his excuse a desire not only to discharge a duty to his country but to acquit himself of what he deems a solemn and indispensable obligation to his acquaintance and his friends let him allege the unaffected solicitude which he feels for the welfare of his fellow-creatures let him urge the fond wish he gladly would encourage that while in so large a part of europe a false philosophy having been preferred before the lessons of revelation infidelity has lifted up her head without shame and walked abroad boldly and in the face of day while the practical consequences are such as might be expected and licentiousness and vice prevail without restraint here at least there might be a sanctuary a land of religion and piety where the blessings of christianity might still be enjoyed where the name of the redeemer might still be honoured where mankind might be able to see what is in truth the religion of jesus and what are its blessed effects 
and whence if the mercy of god should so ordain it the means of religious instruction and consolation might be again extended to surrounding countries and to the world at large end of chapter seven section four end of a practical view of the prevailing religious system by professed christians in the higher and middle classes of this country contrasted with real christianity by william wilberforce